So it's not weird to you that now all of a sudden Al Sharpton is the person that needs to be the <laughs> be publicly having lunch with? Is is it not weird that within the first four minutes of the conversation, the conversation turned to the black community immediately? So obviously the agenda of this conversation was to talk about the black community. And the focus was Al Sharpton is being positioned as the black community, which is really weird with information coming out last month that he was an informant for the United States government, which is the same government that uh, Mayor, we'll call him Mayor <laughs> Bud uh, <laughs> uh He's trying to be part of that same government. So he wants to be a part of that government. Al Sharpton is being accused of being an informant for the government. And now they're both having lunch. And the first questions that are brought up by Mayor is, you know, what are some ideas that you can give me as far as how to improve my base and understanding how to connect with the black audience? So you have to go back and you have to go listen to their conversation as they're having lunch. And it's all public. It's all in display. It's all posted on CNN. It's all live on YouTube. It was trending underneath the stories of the day. So it was a hidden story right in front of our eyes. This was on, this was on the agenda for the day. And so... Here we are. Here we are in front of one of the biggest elections ever. And the black vote rests in the hands of political figures who have never necessarily been embraced fully by the black community. But yet here they are representing the black community. Your Jesse Jacksons, your Al Sharptons, your gatekeepers in the culture. Men I would love to sit down and have a conversation with, but not in front of the cameras. I would like to say, hey, do you really represent our culture, Al? Do you really have our best interests in mind? Or is this all a political move for you to get up under? the suspicions that are circulating right now in the black community by positioning yourself as a powerful tool and a political tool that will be respected in this political race. You're wielding your power of the black community and it's not nothing wrong with that. I would too. The black community should yield its power, should uh, put, put the power out there to saying, hey, we matter. And so leveraging that opportunity is great. I just wonder what, in what ways are you going to ensure uh, that the proper message is being relayed? But then again, things like this happen because you've already had a phone conversation with the person and now this is all a publicity stunt. 
It's all political theater. This is not the first candidate to come to Sylvia's in New York. Okay? This, this is not the first time that people have played this political game in order to show that they are aligned with the black community. And Al Sharpton has reportedly said in these conversations that uh, more black people need to embrace uh, the LGBT community, which is correct, uh, because they have been uh, labeled and uh, disenfranchised as well. And there's no reason why both communities shouldn't understand the plight of the other. And so here, here they are sitting down, having a conversation, being open minded. And in many ways, it's actually a really great moment for political theater. I'm not sure if Al Sharpton would have been the best person to choose for this, but it's a really great political theater moment. What does it mean for the mayor? Does this does this get him favor? Well, a lot of people already were saying that they really enjoy uh, what the mayor has to bring. But what are, what are they saying out there? What are the news outlets saying about uh, Al Sharpton right now? Because what happens is people do things so then they can get certain headlines. So the question is, what headlines did he get out of this? Because then that tells me everything I need to know. <laughs> Everything I need to know is going to be within the headlines. Even if it was unintended consequences, CNN reports that Pete Buttigieg lunches with Al Sharpton as he works to court African-American voters. ABC News, Buttigieg, Sharpton talked homophobia and agenda for black community at NYC lunch. Uh, The Hill, Buttigieg meets with Sharpton seeking inroads with black voters. The Wall Street Journal, the party of Buttigieg and Sharpton. AP Associated Press, South Bend's Buttigieg civil rights activist Sharpton meet. Washington Examiner, two days after synagogue shooting, Buttigieg kisses anti-Semites Al Sharpton's ring. The Hill, Buttigieg's plans meeting with Al Sharpton. So, uh, one more. Washington Times, Pete Buttigieg to meet with Al Sharpton to reach out to blacks. And so it's being positioned that Pete is reaching out to us. <laughs> Pete has reached out his hands, his almighty hands to the black community now. Uh, so supposedly that lunch was a reach out to me. So I was supposed to feel as if I was reached out to. That's how I was supposed to feel. That lunch was supposed to be a direct reaching out of 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 the black culture. I don't feel reached out to. Sorry. You sitting down having lunch with Al Sharpton doesn't tell me anything about you, homie. I'm sorry, the the old politics is done. Like, we don't care 
about Al Sharpton. We don't care about Jesse Jackson. Now, when I say we don't care, hey, respect everything that you've done. Respect everything that you uh, stand for or don't stand for. Hey, that's great. But you don't determine the vote. You don't determine anything. You determine your own individual vote. You determine your own individual world. But no, that doesn't move the needle for me. Doesn't move the needle for me at all. So, you know, I'm glad he had whatever conversation that he had. and I'm glad he feels whatever way he's supposed to feel. But, no, I'm good. So if you want to reach out to the black community, I would like for you to reach out to Claude Anderson. I would love for you to reach out to Dr. Boyce Watkins. I would love for you to reach out to uh, the Nation of Islam. I'm not saying they represent me, but hey, (laughs) let's reach out to everybody. I would love for you to reach out to a lot more people than Al Sharpton. Nothing against Al, but he's not at the top of the list. Reach out to Jamel Hill. Reach out to, to regular folk who happen to have a little bit of spotlight on them. Reach out to Charlemagne the God again. Have a, have a one-on-one sit-down and figure out, you know, how we can advance the culture. But sitting down with Al Sharpton is all political. It's all theater. It's not something that I respect in any way. And you're trying to manipulate the black vote. Which means you just see, you just are playing chess, man. You're over, you're overly playing your hand right now, trying to position yourself as this candidate, that candidate, and the third to try to get anybody you can on your your side, and stuff like that. Just it doesn't feel genuine. It doesn't feel honest to do photo ops and, and lunches on live TV and YouTube and CNN. That does, that's not cool in the middle of, you know, uh, the passing of one of the great uh, directors in, in, in black culture and John Singleton. And so you want me to take you seriously in, in this moment? This is this is bad timing. I know you didn't know what Monday would, would bring. I know you didn't know what today would bring. So I get it. But, man, it's just. It's the same political games that have been going on for years. And frankly, I'm just tired of it. I'm tired of people trying to manipulate the black vote by sitting down with black faces. Black faces that don't necessarily uh, speak for all members of the black community. Black people are not all the same. We don't all want the same thing. Me and Al may find some things we agree on, but we have a lot more agenda to discuss than what maybe he's discussing. We're from two different generations. And so the the manipulation of relationships, the manipulation of the culture, the manipulation period, it's it to me it's it's very uh, tacky, it's very unprofessional, and in many ways you you're very close to even having a chance to get my vote when you start playing political games <laughs> by by having lunch at Sylvia's. <laughs> and so what is Sylvia's? Now I've never been to Sylvia's, but obviously it's it's 
a, a place that is some of importance to uh, Al Sharpton because, I mean, literally, literally, every time he has an opportunity um, to sit down with anybody political or anybody of some stature, he goes to Sylvia's. So Sylvia's is a restaurant on Malcolm X Boulevard, New York, New York, uh, 328 Malcolm X Boulevard, Sylvia's Restaurant. So to sit down on Malcolm X's Malcolm X Boulevard, it's a big thing. I get it. It's going to attract a lot of attention. And so who is and what is Sylvia's? Because I think that's important to understand. I think the real story here is Sylvia's Restaurant. Sylvia's Restaurant of Harlem, often called Sylvia's Soul Food, or just Sylvia's, is a soul food restaurant located at 328 Lenox Avenue between 126 and 127th Street in Harlem, New York. It was founded in 1962 by Sylvia Woods. It has since expanded to a much larger space at its present location and adjacent building. The restaurant also sells a line of prepared foods, beauty and skincare items, cookbooks, and children's book written by Woods. Woods purchased the original luncheonette by borrowing money from her mother, who had to mortgage her farm to provide it. And so this is a, a staple in the black community in New York uh, for good, solid, what they call soul food. And uh, this it says here, the restaurant attracts a clientele that ranges from Harlem locals to visiting celebrities such as Whoopi Goldberg, Bill Clinton, Nelson Mandela, Caroline Kennedy, Jesse Jackson, Al Sharpton, Magic Johnson, Barack Obama, Bernie Sanders, and Bruno Mars are among those who have dined there. Sylvia's was also featured on Manhattan-themed episode of Travel Channel's Man and Food. So it's obviously a great place. And it says here, on September 19, 2017, commentator Bill O'Reilly, let's see what it what it's saying, received criticism regarding comments he made about having lunch at Sylvia's with Al Sharpton on his syndicated radio show, commenting on how the stereotypes of African-Americans were not true based on his observations at the restaurant. I'm not even sure what that means, but I'm not following Bill O'Reilly up right now. I'm not doing that. So I think the play here is, wow, I'm glad you came there. I'm glad I'm glad you spent money at a, a, a black restaurant, a black owned restaurant. And we appreciate you sitting down with us. But no, you don't have you didn't reach out to me. The optics look wonderful, but no. Uh, uh-uh. <laughs> that's not enough. That's not enough. So let's let's see the game that's going to come from this, because now that now that people are are leveraging the black culture in order to, to rally votes, because they know they can't win without our vote. Isn't it? They have to have it. And so they're going to do everything they can to try to pull what they can from our culture without necessarily giving anything in return. So let's see how it all turns out. But in the meantime, support your local restaurants, support your local Sylvia's, support your local soul food restaurant, your local black owned food trucks, your local black restaurants. Support those. That's the story here. Because you can have conversations and you can do whatever you want. You can spend a little bit of money, but you did not reach out to the black community today, Mr. Pete. 
yeah, that didn't that didn't do anything. You're going to have to come a lot better than just sitting down, having preliminary conversations. And trying to win favor by using the media to your advantage. How pitiful is that?